if you've ever wondered, hey, do you have any case studies of people who've been able to save money on their taxes by using a spendthrift trust? You come to the right place, although the answers may not quite be what you're expecting. Hi, my name is Don Thornton. I am a senior trust specialist. I have been a real estate investor for 21 years, and I have this trust. In today's video, I'm going to talk to you about three people that have gained an immense advantage on their taxes by investing in this trust. I'm going to talk about a gentleman up in Michigan who was able to sell his liquor store and not pay a dime in capital gains tax. I will talk to you about a very successful insurance agent here in Florida who paid 1.5 or she earned five 1.5 million dollars in, in commissions last year but paid two hundred thousand dollars in taxes and how we helped her and then finally i'm going to tell you about uh this gentleman who has two problems he has a lot of money in w-2 income and he also is making really good money as a trader and how we can help him with both issues so let's get started so i want to introduce you to ken ken is the owner of a liquor store up in michigan uh, he was referred to me by another client who invested in trust for himself. And he said, look, I'm selling my liquor store and I don't want to pay any capital gains. I heard that you're the person to talk to you about that. So I said, you know what? You came to the right place. So we got him a trust and, you know, walked him through how to, you know, we got him the certificate of trust, uh, certification of trust, EIN number for the trust. We got him, uh, showed him how to get his bank account open. And then when, uh, we started the process of selling his assets to the trust. Now he was he owned everything on LLC, so all we had to do in this situation was to sell all of his assets from his LLC into the trust. Now he had he owned you know, the the LLC owned the building, it owned the land, and of course it owned all of the inventory in the liquor store you can imagine how much uh, inventory there were, how many bottles of liquor there were in there obviously because it's a liquor store so the nice thing about this is he, did, he didn't literally have to go in and count every single bottle but he gave a, as good of an estimate as he could compiled all the assets now on the land and the building that's real property so he, he his attorney prepared the deed that's transferring that over you know selling it over to the trust now on the on the real estate, he what he had to do was uh, calculate the formula. The formula is this: whatever his original acquisition price was, you add any improvements that he made over the years, and then you subtract any um, any depreciation he may have taken in previous tax years. And uh, if there's a mortgage, you subtract that as well. Whatever that final equity number is, that is the amount on the bill of sale to sell to the trust. Okay, so then the same thing with, with the uh, inventory. Just took a uh, snapshot, a, guess, a best guesstimate on how much that inventory is, established the same kind of value, and then on the bill of sale, move that over to the trust. Now, listen, that is a private document. Now, the, the deed for the real estate, of course, that's public, but as far as the, the actual um, bill of sale, nobody sees that, that's in his trust. He, puts that together, puts it, puts it in his trust. All right, so what we did then was we helped him through all of that. And so then the trust became the owner of all those assets. So all he did was then make the contract where his trust was selling it to the end buyer in an asset sale. 
Now, when that when that when that um, transaction took place, all the money came into his trust bank account, which means that you know it stayed there because according to IRS Code six forty three, which this trust is one hundred percent compliant with, any gains on the sale of capital assets are excluded which means eliminated, which means there are no capital gains tax. So he gets access to all that money, the money that would have gone, 20% of his profit would have gone to the IRS, but not anymore. It stays inside his trust. He is the trustee and he can use that to make other investments. He, needs it for, he can use that for the trust to make uh, you know, uh, payments or, or uh, pay for all the expenses, most of his living expenses. And certainly all the assets he has, he's got his personal residence, he's got vehicles, other uh, assets that are now trust assets. The trust is obligated to pay for all of that as trust expenses. So would he is he satisfied? You betcha he's satisfied because now he's got 20. I mean, that's like finding 20 percent of a sale of a business that doesn't go to the IRS, but stays inside your bank account that you control. Uh, that's like found money. That's like walking down the street and seeing a, a suitcase opening up and there's just tons and tons of dollar bills there. That's the power of capital gains in this in this uh, non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. Now, I'd love for you to subscribe to my channel. So go down to the below. You'll see the button to subscribe. And that's the way you're going to be notified whenever I drop a new video. And don't forget to hit the bell because that's going to notify you immediately when I uh, drop a new video. I do this about, usually every weekend I do at least one, sometimes two, all right. So the second thing we're gonna talk about, the second example we're gonna talk about is how the trust can work with an S-Corp to be able to create some massive tax savings. And I'm gonna use a lovely woman uh, down in South Florida. You know, she's, she's an immigrant, she came here and has just done an amazing job building the American dream. She's a licensed insurance agent. She mostly focuses on health insurance. And, you know, she's just so successful. Last year, she made something like $1.5 million in, in, in commissions. My, my, my mind is like still blown about that, about, about making that kind of money in insurance. Talk about dedication. I mean, kudos to her. And of course, the more successful you get in this country, if you don't know the system and, not, and, and know how to legally avoid those taxes, you get hit hard. In her case, $200,000 of taxes. Crazy, huh? So here's what we did. I had a, had a free strategy session with her. We went over everything. I told her exactly how she can do this. The first thing she needed to do was to get uh, our non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust. That's always the main thing you have to do. The first thing you do is you get that trust. Now, a lot of times you don't need another trust, but in her case, she does. So what we did was, uh, we same thing, we always advise our clients to sell their assets, their personal and their business assets into the trust. Now we do that because number one, they're gonna get asset protection. So now if, you know, worst case scenario, if someone ever sues, then those assets are protected. And it's really important to have those assets protected on the on S-Corp side as well. So all of those assets were uh, sold to the trust and she's the trustee. So she owns, I mean, she controls uh, the bank account and controls everything in there. Now, the step number two was we got to take care of that escort because, um, you know, 
the first thing we can do is just do what we call a leaseback set strategy, where now that the trust is the owner of the S Corp's assets, it can lease those over to the S Corp and the S Corp has to pay. It makes payments throughout the year. It can be paid quarterly, monthly, it can be paid quarterly, it can pay twice a year, it can pay once a year, it doesn't matter. The fact that what we're, what we're doing here is if she's got $1.5 million in taxable income, we got to bring that down. And the way we do that is we use the, this trust, the spendthrift trust, to add two. Well, we, in this case, we had one. We had one major um, expense. So by, by the S-Corp selling those assets to the trust and the trust leasing those back, according to the IRS code, you can you can um, use seventy percent of the net tax income, net, ta net taxable income, to be used as a lease payment. Okay, so you can see that seventy percent of one point five million is now going to be basically removed from the bank account, removed from her balance sheet on her S corp, and it's going to go over to the trust as lease payments, and so uh, that's going to significantly reduce her taxable income on her S-Corp. So that's one thing we can do. Now, we want to take it a step further. What she can do then is, and what she's doing is she, we're going to, she's going to get a business trust. So the business trust is now going to sign a professional services agreement with her S-Corp. So with the exception of payroll, she's going to, she's going to uh, when the money comes in, all her commissions come in to, uh, the, um, uh, to, to her S-Corp. Uh, she's going to, uh, she's going to keep 5% in her uh, bank account for her S-Corp. She's going to move 95% of that commission income over to the business trust. So the business trust is going to make all the payments, all pay for all the expenses except for payroll. It's just easier for her to, to do that on the, uh, uh, on the S-Corp side. And so, and then in the meantime, the, uh, her spendthrift trust, her personal trust is going to sign a limited profit sharing agreement with the business trust. So all this is documented. Everything's a contract. So once the business trust pays all of the expenses, whatever's left over is now sent down to her spendthrift trust, her personal trust, and that will not be taxable income for the for her spendthrift trust. The business trust is just a pass through. You're just passing stuff through and converting active business income, which is what commission income is, moving that over and converting it to. Uh, passive income for the trust. So limited partnership income is considered passive income for this trust. Therefore, it comes in. Any passive income is not taxable for this trust in accordance with IRS Code 643B. So basically, 95% of her taxable income from her S-Corp is now moving over to, you know, through the business trust, expenses out from there, whatever's left over moves to the beneficial trust or the spendthrift trust. And there's your solution. So that's pretty darn powerful, I would say, right? All right, so if you like this content, I would encourage you to you know, make comments. I love comments. I love uh, to see people engaging with me. And oftentimes I get really good ideas or videos. In fact, the, the example I'm gonna talk to you now about after this break, uh, that was suggested to me in a comment. So please don't be shy, leave a comment. I really love them, okay? So the the uh, third example I'm going to talk to you about is uh, a, a very, very smart and already doing almost wealthy uh, individual. His name's David. 
He's here uh, locally in Florida, so I'm in Orlando, and he wears two hats. He ha he's, he's a W-2 employee, and he also trades for himself. He's doing great on both, I tell you what. But, you know, he's because, you know, people, W-2 employees don't really have a heck of a – not that many um, uh, deductions they can take. He's single, doesn't have any kids. So, you know, he's getting hit hard on his W-2 taxes. And he's doing really well as a trader. You know, so he's making some years he's making like four or five hundred thousand dollars a year profit on his on his trading, but he's getting hit, he's getting double whammy. He's getting hit on taxes on on the trading side. He's getting really hit on the W two side. So here's what we will do for him. So on the trading side, you know, we, what we're going to do here is because if he's if he's um, trading with his own money for himself, which he is, then when he gets the non grantor irrevocable complex discretionary spendthrift trust then all his trading can be done in the name of the trust. So as long as the money is reported that he's earning on all those, on those trading uh, transactions, that they're being reported to the trust CIN number, the money's gonna go directly into his trust. That is passive income, and that is not considered a taxable event for him. So he's not gonna pay any taxes on the trading because of that. That in and of itself is a huge, huge uh, thing for him, right? A huge success. So he's already way ahead of the game just by doing that alone. Now, the W-2 thing, we have another strategy that works in concert with the Spendthrift Trust. And we got, we're going to get him a charitable trust. And so th this is an ingenious, uh, perfectly legal um, uh, strategy you can use to, again, lower the taxable money, in this case, from the W-2. So what he can do is he sets a charitable trust up. And we, we make this charitable trust a 501c3, which is a charitable institution. So then he can take 60% of his adjusted gross income, and he can put that over into the charitable trust, which is a 501c3. By doing that, the 501c3, the charitable trust, will give him a certi certificate of donation. So we're going we're gonna to remove 60% of his W-2 income and that's going to be deducted. So he, you know, instead of let's say if he made a million dollars in salary, six hundred thousand of that is going to go over to the to the charitable trust, which means that he's not that that's not taxable. But here's where it really gets interesting. So he's a trader, right? In his case, he knows how to make really good money, and now he's just got he's moving. You know, in this case, let's say six hundred thousand dollars is going over to charitable trust. Five percent stays in charitable trust. The rest of it. 95% of that 600,000 in this example can be invested and he can just invest that, invest that, invest that, invest that. Now, when he starts taking profit, 95% of that can go down to his spendthrift trust and it won't be a taxable event. So you're just basically 10% of that 60, that 600,000 in this case, 60, 60% will be 5%, $30,000 stays, for, you know, 5% of the initial donation. And then whatever profit is taken, whenever he takes profit, 5% stays with the charitable trust, 95% goes down to a spendthrift trust. So you can imagine the savings that he gets, and it's all legal because it's these are all IRS Code 643 compliant trusts. And just as a review, the law firm has been creating this trust, has been doing this for 70 years. It is 100% compliance with the tax code never been audited never had a chance in fact when the trust copyrighted the uh the, when the when the, uh, when the law firm copyrighted the trust and, you know and 
99 or 2000, whatever it was, uh, they, you know, IRS came, took it, vetted it and said, you're good. And in fact, they left an opinion letter talking about that this is absolutely 100% legal. Uh, and uh, so you have to worry about being audited or any of those situations because it's 100% legal. So that is in a couple, three amazing examples of how this trust can help you. So I would encourage you to reach out to me. Go down to the description. You, you're going to see my Calendly link. You can schedule a call. Uh, there's a link to my website if you want to get more information. It's www.thespendthrifttrust.com or just, you know, uh, text me 407-902-7827. I look forward to talking to you and doing a free strategy session to let help you get on the path of getting this almost free from, from uh, taxation. Thanks.